0: You do well, say you do clock
2: turned off. Calvary, oh, Hall. eight to shoot. Oh, Hall. the runner, Loose ball. It's
3: good. Williams Goss comes out of the.
0: It's time for Zag Tube Talk with Jack and Sack on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found bold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary.
3: I'm pretty much the monkey with the bone.
4: Believe in the Zags with Sack and Jack. He's Rob Zachary. I'm Jack Ferris. Rob, happy February, brother.
3: Happy February to you too, my friend. How was your February?
4: So far, the February is okay. Um, well, what was February first? That was the USF game. We'll get into that. February yep. February second, which I'm a big Groundhog Day guy
3: because oh, so, is ahead. that what? That's Groundhog's Day.
4: February second, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's honestly, top five favorite movies for me. So I always, why why is that? <laughs> okay, here's the example. Of, you've seen it, right? Mm.
3: Yes. Yeah. Bill Maher. But not Bill Maher. Bill Murray. Bill Murray.
4: Bill Murray. So put yourself in that situation when you're reliving the same day over and over again, which I think I read one time. It's like 20 years of reliving the same day because of all the stuff he learns, like the ice sculpting and being able to know intimately all the people in the town. He'd have to relive the same day for 20 years. I can't think of any gimmick I would try that they don't cover in that movie.
3: Oh, Does that make I'd, be, sense to you? I'd be a menace to society.
4: Yeah, he, I mean, he eats everything in sight. He gets to know everybody and uses it to its advantage. He steals from people. Then he, you know, obviously the moral of the story is he uses his powers for good towards the end. And he's rewarded by being able to go to February 3rd. But it's an excellent movie. And I can't think, it. I think it's perfectly written. I don't think it could be done any better.
3: Do you think you'd ever do your own movie? I could see you being a director later on in life. You could see me directing, yeah, or writing a, a movie. I, I could see you do it. There, there's now we're running out of movie ideas.
4: We are. There's nothing's original anymore.
3: We it's only- really no, no. Like that. That's a good point you made. Like Groundhog's Day is its own movie for sure. There's nothing been like it.
4: And but and since there's been a couple movies that that kind of like directly ripped from it. Like, have you seen Happy Death Day? To you, no. The chick gets mur—a chick gets murdered and she relives it over and over again. The oh yeah,
3: I seen the trailer, but no, I'm good on that.
4: And there's actually a sequel. Really? Yeah, because I get it was getting really good. We're getting off topic, but it, this is
3: important stuff. Yeah, was, no, <laughs> this is what really matters right now. It was getting really good
4: reviews. Cause when I first saw it, I was like, oh, they're just ripping off Bill Murray, cool. But then it got like an 80, 70 to 80 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is unheard of for a horror movie, a gimmicky horror movie with no one of note in the cast. So I watched it, and it was okay. I think it's very self-aware. They kind of make fun of the fact that they're totally ripping off Groundhog Day, which I which I appreciate.
3: Yeah, you can appreciate good, you know. Imitation is their greatest form of flattery.
4: I Thank you for thinking I could direct a movie one day. That's the highest compliment I think anyone's ever paid me.
3: I actually could. It'd be a weird, it'd be like a Rob Zombie picture, I think, but it'd be okay. <laughs>
4: uh super bowl was also sunday i so that wasn't good for me financially i know you're not a bet guy i'm a bet guy i'm
3: not a bet guy we actually had a compliance meeting at gonzaga talking about don't bet on it
4: good 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 for you
3: yeah but mm-hmm. why why was it such a bad one for you so it's 49ers yeah well don't i'm going am a raiders guy i'm an A's that's guy. what i was gonna say i thought mm-hmm. you're an oakland guy
4: mm-hmm. but living in san francisco for i don't know Pretty much since college, on again, off again, the last ten years. The Giants winning the 2010 World Series, I was like, nope, I'm an A's guy, I'm not going to celebrate. The Giants winning the 2012 World Series, I'm like, nope, I'm an A's guy, I'm not going to celebrate. By 2014, after I watched my friends had so much have so much fun the last couple of championships, I said, screw it, give me some Giants gear for the night. I'm celebrating with you guys, and that and that was a fun time. And then that's been my philosophy since. If it's the the title game the super bowl game 7 of the world series whatever i will watch with root my friends today. and i will and i will root for their team because I, I appreciate that you can't have a guy in the room who's not 100% in so i was all in the niners were down 10-3 and i popped on a jimmy g jersey oh that was that was an adult small rob adult small so you jimmy can it was, a, it was a little bit tight on Jackie Bear. But, uh, yeah, then we went on a 17-0 run. We. I was using the pronoun we a lot and referring to the Niners, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, we, you know the rest of the story. Heartache ensued, and my friends were very sad, very mad. It's funny to see how different people deal with losses that way because I had one friend who was legit throwing things in the house. <laughs> you know, to the point oh, where
3: – you get mad uh, – oh, you'll get mad so if it's your team – you just you need your own space you need space just to, especially if they haven't been to the super bowl in a long time that's that's the hard part man where where were you leaning were you going to I, or the chiefs i was actually chief, I, i'm a big mahomes fan i think <laughs> he's just a like he's a really good role model for like kids and he's a he seems like a good guy and he's just like a freak of a football player yeah. So I was, I was just kind of rooting for him. I, I think he's going to be the next big star in our like football era. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. think he's like the LeBron of, of football right now. So uh, let's just, I want to be a part of it. Let's see it. You know, let's see what he can do this in these next couple years.
4: I do too. I do too. He's he's fun to watch. As he, that's done. what I'm
3: saying. He's fun to watch. Yeah. It's like really cool to watch. He'll make crazy different throws and all that. So yeah, he's. I'm rooting. I was rooting for him.
4: So, yeah, it's been an action-packed February so far. Yesterday, the 3rd, was a recovery day, and then Iowa caucus circus. We're not going to get into politics. No, no, no. But you want
3: to hear what happened to me yesterday? More than ever. Well, uh, my daughter was like, she's now into getting into books, so she Mm -hmm. brought me this book to read. Uh, You know what it was called? What's it called? Everybody Poops. Glamour Puss. Excuse me? (laughs) it's a picture book okay it's a picture book i don't know if that makes it better (laughs) (laughs) i know it was called glamour puss and i didn't know how to take it but it's all about how to be glamorous and being a pussycat okay thank you for clarifying yeah 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 no i know i know it's it's a real book sarah weeks writes it i feel like this was a reading rainbow segment right now how old is your daughter three three okay I didn't really like the whole um, premise of the book, let's just say, but we had to read. You know, I was encouraging reading. So Glamour Puss, check it out. The premise is just being being glamorous. Being a glamorous pussycat. Okay. Maybe I should check (laughs) it out. Please, because, um, yeah, it really shocked me when she brought me that picture book.
4: Packed show for you. We have the great Matt Santangelo, the godfather.
3: The godfather. The guy. And I think when you titled him that, that was big time.
4: Yeah, because he he does that is his nickname, isn't it? It's funny. I was midway through the the interview, and you'll hear it. It's actually towards the end. I was like the Godfather of Gonzaga hoops, and I feel like he's been called that before.
3: Uh, well, he owned it.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: And there, and there's a lot of things that really surprised me about him.
4: He but, opens up a little bit. He he talks about uh, his the process of going through the draft back in two thousand. And I don't know if you guys know this, but he was dubbed the best athlete at the combine in 2000. He had the he had the number one vertical leap, and he was top five in pretty much every other category except for uh, bench press. I didn't bring that up for poor Matt. But uh,
3: yeah, Matt was. I was just going to say he was just. It really impressed me how how comfortable and confident he was in the whole interview. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just being able to talk about how oh, his whole experience at Gonzaga, and he really opened up. I was really impressed. And I, we want to say thank you to him. Of big course.
4: Time. Yeah. Big thanks to Matt. Of course, he's now the executive director of uh, Hoop Fest. We get into that a little bit. Uh, a really interesting starting five for this one, Rob. Yes, it was. We went starting five clever Gonzaga
3: themed Hoop
4: Fest names clever
3: years were trash. I got some bad ones. I got some well, I uh, I'm winning this one. I know I am.
4: I started off too hot. I had a couple of good ones and then You had
3: yeah. It just
4: doo, doo, doo. so those, of course, are brought to us by Northern Quest. Thanks again to everyone at Northern Quest uh, who helped us put on those that marathon of interviews uh last week. We're gonna be back up there in March. We'll have the a concrete date for you, hopefully by next episode. But we're going to go. We, they didn't kick us out, Rob. We're going back for more.
3: They want more. You know you're doing something right when they want more.
4: Of course, a little bit of Alyssa's letters for you by Alyssa Tripp, our good friend. Uh, she was there. I think she was there longer than us. We showed up to Epic, or I showed up to Epic, and they had opened the doors, and Alyssa was already there at the bar. 11 yep.
3: And then she Setting the up. tone early.
4: Setting the tone early. God bless her. Uh, Rob. Yes, sir. Exciting game for the Zags, or two games in the Bay Area this past weekend. I was able little to. Ad- little
3: adversity. A little, little adversity.
4: Little adversity. We'll start Santa Clara Thursday night. I it, it felt like we had a handle on the game from wire to wire. Of course, Santa Clara made their pushes. Uh, we end up winning 87-72. Phil had 31 points in 30 minutes.
3: Captain- he is he was great. He we rode that horse all the way to the finish line this weekend.
4: Absolutely. The big the big scare Thursday night was uh Tilly going down holding yeah, that, man. that left ankle.
3: Yeah, and and I Man, I just feel for that kid, man. It just looks at – I look at it like, fuck up, bud. You have a month left in this conference, and then we're into the big dance. Can you just hold off or a little bit, tighten those shoes a little bit more? And I know it's tough, but I guess his ankle is all black and blue.
4: Yeah, so it's interesting because he, he actually went down right in front of me and – you know, he was looking like he was having a tough time. He was writhing around for a while. And then when they got him off the court, I always looked obviously to see if the guy's walking and he, yeah. was, he was putting no weight. He had a couple of guys under each arm and he was hopping off the court, which was like, you know, this is tough to watch. It was really sad to watch. But then that was midway through the first half. He came back before halftime and walked out on his own power. And there wasn't anything taped around the, the bad ankle so he he was obviously he was walking gingerly but there wasn't anything wrapped up which obviously gave me hope because if that if it was bad he wouldn't have come out of the locker room or it would you know he would have been in street clothes and it would have been he would have looked like a zombie on that you
3: know he got them Bambi ankles yeah good old Bambi ankles you know when a deer is just first born (laughs) and they get all wobbly and shaky when they're just first born trying to stand that's what kind of ankles he has well, hopefully
4: his Bambi ankles grow up a little bit, because uh, we... I'm
3: hoping, man. Come on. I'm rooting for you. You're a first-round pick. If you, if you can just stay healthy, like, that's... I talked to a couple scouts, and that's really the only thing that's knocking him is his injuries. Sure. They think the first-round guy, they look at him, and... Um, they- he, he's perfect for the NBA game right now for yeah. what a four man he could play three or four in the NBA right now I, I'm just like dude come on man stay healthy with us please
4: so he goes out uh and then you know anytime we talk a lot about how great the Zags are obviously this is a Zags podcast and they're a good basketball team but we also mentioned they're as shallow an elite basketball team there is right now across the college landscape so an injury to someone like Tilly Really hurts us. I know that goes without saying, but in his absence, Woolridge, Gilder, and Timmy stepped up. They were all in double digits. Uh, the moment was not too big for them. Kispert had just nine. It uh, wasn't his best night, but overall, you know, the guys rallied a little bit. Saw some, some fiery minutes out of, uh,
3: Martinez. Yes. I like Yes. I think we got to see a little bit more of him mm-hmm. especially coming down through when it's going to be a real grind. Um, we're going to need somebody to come off the bench like that. And just, just, I, we just need him to make some layups. Uh, If he's open, shoot the three and play some good defense. We don't need a lot from him. We don't need him to create. We just need little simple plays. And I think he'd be great right now.
4: I agree. And we need, we need him to build that confidence now. So God forbid we get into a game in March and one of our guys goes down and he has to come off the bench.
3: And and basketball is based off of a rhythm, mm-hmm. and and people don't realize if you don't play for five games, and I've done that in my my career. If you don't play five games and you just get thrown out there, you're. It's almost like being on a dirt road and then all of a sudden getting on a, a real fast California freeway.
5: Yeah,
3: you know what I mean. All of a sudden, it's just it. The game is fast, but you just need like a a whole half to kind of get. Get back into get your wind again because there's no conditioning like that. So, like you said, we need him to play early now. Get him a little bit of a rhythm. Get him to feel what it like it is to play with those guys. Um, you know where guys want passes and and I think we'll be all right. But we got to start that now, like you said. And I got
4: something before we get on to USF. Maybe yes. this, this is a this is a get off my long kind of segment as we get older in our advancing years rob yes but what happened to all the student sections wearing the same colored shirt
3: what happened to the student section
4: i admit, so the rough riders are are regarded as um, you know one of the upper echelon student sections in the wcc and my times at you uh at, down at santa clara they've done a good job. they've done a good job yes. Thursday night, they were there. They, you know, they, now they sit along the baseline. And there's only probably like, I don't know. Five of them. Five. They, no, 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 no. There's, the section was packed, but it's only probably like a 1,000 kids, maybe 800 to 1,000 kids. And I, I, I don't want to knock them too hard because I know the Kennel Club does the same thing. But they all wear whatever they want now. And it doesn't look so intimidating. When they all wear the red Rough Rider shirt or the black Rough Rider shirt or the white Rough Rider shirt and they look like a uniformed mob it's much more impactful i think am i crazy Wait. am i am i just talking like an arp right now no you're
3: at, you, you, it's a team yeah you exactly. look like a team then you know what i mean but what really shocked me in that whole thing you just said was they have 1000 kids come they have 1000 kids come to their game i think so maybe
4: probably yeah That's
3: a, that sounds like more than our students so I'm challenge, I'm challenging our students to be better than the Santa Clara students. Just why not? Why yeah. not? Why not? Why we were, we are the best student section in the country, I believe. So why let's let's definitely not have Santa Clara have more students than us. Challenge, That's all I'm saying. Challenge extended. So and so- I know, I know their students are listening because when we went to. Jack and Dan, you and I, a lot of those guys said they like our podcast. So I'm challenging you guys to be at our game, especially Thursday.
4: That's right. Hit us up on social media. I would like to ta- you know what? I'd love to have a member of the Kennel Club on to not defend themselves, but, but talk to us about what it is, the culture of Kennel Club today.
3: You know what? I will find that person.
4: Let's get them on. Let's, let's, have, a, let's have a chat. Yeah, why not? Why not? You know who who had a tough showing student section-wise? Who? The USF Dons. I don't even think they had a student section.
3: I really don't. don't. I don't remember them ever having a student section, to be honest with you.
4: I think they make a lot of money selling tickets to Zag fans because it was probably, once again, uh, 55, 45 Gonzaga fans to uh, San Francisco fans. That was an early tip-off, Rob, and we're going to get into the game for a second, in a second, but I got to tell you my experience real quick. I worked until I worked Friday, Saturday morning, and then I had to uh, hustle over to the gym at one. And obviously, you know, you go to the hilltop, you see your zags play, you want to get a nice adult beverage in you beforehand, right?
3: Right. Of so course. Who wants want to watch a game sober?
4: No, 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 no. I mean, you can, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, it was Saturday, so why not? I popped over to the local Safeway and got one of those, um, I didn't know what to do. So I got a four pack of those mini wine deals. You know what I mean?
3: Oh boy.
4: Yeah. yeah. So did you drink it with
3: your pinky out
4: too. I, I went, I went cab Sav because I'll drink anything but Merlot. And I had to sit on the train for like another 25 minutes. So I put them in my pocket, right? Cause I didn't want to carry it around looking like a weirdo.
5: Uh-huh. So I
4: put these things in my pocket and then I, my, I get off my stop and then I, if you've ever been to USF, it's just at the top of a big hill. So I started walking up the big hill and I'm drinking, and I'm drinking one. I kid you not, one. And these things are like, I don't know, four ounces. So I get to the top of the hill, and I meet uh, my friend, who's another Zag. I don't want to drop her name because she didn't give me clearance to tell this story. And she's got a white cloth for me, and I have one sip. This is how sad I am now, 31 years old. I have one sip, Rob. No. Immediate, no. Immediately turn around. No. Immediately vomit up cab salve onto some person's bush unfortunately i got we were oh there. i thought you were gonna say
3: over on his shoulder or Oh no no no, I, no no
4: we weren't listen we weren't like right in front of the gym we were across the street standing on the corner and it's like in the middle ugh. of a residential neighborhood and so i vomited in a bush and then i turned to my friend and i go do you think i should go like apologize oh, this, to the homeowners and yeah. she was like no they live on a college campus this is what they get and so that made me feel better
3: but yeah that's oh that you are getting old when did
4: how sad is that? It was, it was to, to my credit, it was warm Cab Zev, and it was like 65 degrees So uh, and sunny, so maybe I should have gone Chardonnay, but then it would have been warm too because it was in my pocket. I just made a lot of bad decisions before the game.
3: Dude, I don't know if I'm completely with you. I think getting older and drinking, dude, it gets my ass. It, yes, you do. It kicks my ass if you do the wrong thing now. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember you were able to mix stuff and oh, yeah. do whatever. And and then you were able to go the next day. Like, right away, you were fired up. Man, yeah. I, I can't. I'm done for a week if I go hard anymore. So, I, I have to cool down now, bro.
4: I know. Cooling down is important. Uh, Zach's definitely cooled down in the first half against USF. Class, classic game on the hilltop, man. Classic. I don't know why I ever bet Zags to cover in that game because Dude. you know, it's going to be close.
3: It's always close. Every time. I don't know what it is. Have they updated the locker rooms too? Or is it still that like, it's almost a classroom that you're changing in for their locker rooms.
4: I've never been in the locker rooms, but I do know that place has been under construction for like 10 years, but they do have on one baseline. Opposite where I was sitting above, they've got like Lazy Boys and stuff uh-huh. and its own private bar over there. So that's cool. That's another thing. Both USF and Santa Clara, booze for everybody. Not in like a special section, not before the game, not at halftime, not after the game. You can buy beer in the uh, in the arena. Yep. Any normal person with a ticket can buy beer. I don't know if that's a, like a California thing and Washington's just behind the eight ball there.
3: But I'm gonna look into these rules. I
4: think we gotta get things going in Spokane.
3: Now, how much would you charge for a beer?
5: Oh
4: well, that's the thing. Once you're in there, you'll pay. You'll pay twenty bucks for a beer, right? I mean, it was like eight dollars, and it was like right. it was like IPA and Coors Light and stuff. It was like it, it was. I mean, they're not selling not selling natty lights. They're not selling PBRs.
3: Don't knock the PBR, buddy. Do not knock the, knock the PBR.
4: Right when I said it, I felt bad.
3: I know you did. I've, I have PBRs in my fridge in the garage.
4: <laughs> not knocking PBRs. But anyway, <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. WCC is ahead of the curve on few things when it comes to basketball. The in-stadium concessions is one of them. They are they're beating us there.
3: Well, I'm not going to – I love our food at our games. I can't, I just wish we could figure out our beer thing. I don't know our beer policy rule mm-hmm. or whatnot, but uh, we have some of the best food I know at our games for sure.
4: Oh, dude, what's that? That meat stand they got? You know what I'm talking oh, about?
3: Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. With the make the sandwiches.
4: Yeah, 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 oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. we'll Mike each. Schroeder, you,
3: shout out to Mike Schroeder, getting that all set up.
4: Boom, Mike. Way to go, brother. Anyway, on the hilltop, we were down double digits a couple different times. Uh timmy career high 19 points out of drew timmy and i can't tell you how proud i was to be there to witness it
3: well it's because he shaved that beard, he, the got rid of the beard. He, he got rid of the abraham lincoln beard and started balling
4: Babyface had 19 points and they were 19 huge points a couple of like rally killing three-point plays in uh you know slowing down the usf charge Kispert had only 11, but he had a couple of times when there were a couple of different instances when the play had broken down and he kind of just said, screw it, went off the dribble, got to the rack, yeah. scored. Like, it, and again, like that, in the atmosphere, you know how it is. USF, say, has scored four or five straight and
3: it's getting loud in there. And Well, he's the only guy who's been there. Yeah. But Literally, he's, he's the only guy who's been in that gym. He stepped til up. Tilly was out. Tilly I, was out. Phillip, maybe, yes. But other than that, everyone else was – everyone's never been in that atmosphere. So he knew how to calm those guys down.
4: That's a good point. Yeah, so he only had 11, but, man, they were 11 loud points and 11 yeah. points. points. Uh, Phil had 23 points. If we were going to lose a game in conference, Rob, that I think was the one. You had Tilly out. We were only playing six, seven guys with, uh, of course, Marty getting some minutes. And we were down pretty much the whole game. For a while, it looked like we had no business winning the game, but battled back to win 83-79. Now, I know beginning of the season, I was one of those guys that was like, I kind of hope we do drop a WCC game so we feel what it is to lose. But then in the moment, I was telling my
3: friend, I was like, I don't want him to lose. I don't want him to lose any any game. We can't. We're and we're not going to lose. And I'm I, I'm gonna knock on wood right here, but I'm I'm I don't think we're gonna lose the rest of this conference or league we we shouldn't we shouldn't we've seen er we've seen everybody now haven't we st mary's no well st mary's no Speaking but but we're i think we're i think that we shouldn't drop a game and then we're going to be playing in the arena first round
4: knock on wood i think so i think you're
3: right with every win it, it becomes more and more of a reality uh well how about this if if we don't lose and girls don't lose. We could be playing at the arena and at McCarthy the same weekend.
4: Yeah, the girls playing uh, Friday, Sunday.
3: Yeah, or
4: however it shakes out. Yeah, that what, not-
3: whatever. Isn't that crazy? Girls are kicking ass, man. Girls are kicking yeah, they ass. are. It's awesome. We're the only two. We're the only two programs. The only school that has both men and women only losing one game. Where Where are they now? They're top fifteen, I believe. I believe. I think they're fourteenth. Okay. I'm not the 14th or the hot, one of the highest rankings they've been in a while. I uh, may be in school history for the program. I'm not sure, but they're doing well. They got they got that rolling. We lost it. We, uh, Katie got hurt uh, against BYU though. I watched that game on Saturday okay. during the, and that's a big loss for us. So, um, just wanted to little shout out to Katie. Hope you, your knee feels better. I hope it's not that serious, but, uh, I just wish you the best.
4: Feel better, Katie. We need you.
3: Yes, yes. Gonzaga
4: scoring offense, still number one in the nation. We're not number one in the AP poll. That still belongs to Baylor. But uh, we score 88.6 points per game. That is, Rob, a full five points better than second place. Duke scores 83.4, 88.6 points per game for the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I kind of like being the top-scoring team in the nation, man. That's sexy.
3: It's It's a good problem to have
4: deck sells and i am buying before we get into uh, <laughs> matt santangelo uh, because we always say when we're going to toss to an interview rob and i are only going to talk for 15 minutes and then we talk for 30.
3: we can't help it because you know what i really am this is like just being on a phone call with you it really um, is just we're just catching up that's all so
4: lmu up in spokane and then a big one almost said like Thursday night. Saturday night in Moraga, which I've gotten a lot of feedback from my rant that uh, Moraga sucks, and all of it has been positive. Everybody agrees. Uh, Even people from Moraga have been like, yeah, you know what? Moraga kind of sucks. So I will head to – I don't want to say suck town. That's too mean. I will head to Moraga Saturday night to watch the Zags take on the mighty St. Mary's Gales. I think my record there – I think it's two and two? I haven't been in a few poop. years, but I think my overall What's a bigger
3: poop? What's a bigger poop town, Moraga or, or San Francisco?
4: Okay, well, very different. Because if you're going to the species, <laughs> it's San Francisco by a mile. But, but <laughs> there's a million things you can do in poop town. There's nothing you can do in Moraga past, like, 9
3: o'clock at night. So, and Moraga is the real poop town.
4: Moraga is not where you want to be. Like, I could, you could have a good time in poop town. You would struggle to find a good time in Moraga. <laughs> okay
5: so
4: that one's at seven o'clock uh i think i'm i think i'm speaking to Lisa's letters i think i'm sitting with our good friend we'll see though we'll see oh, i don't nice. know i don't nice. know Rod, <laughs> I, I got breaking news talk to me this psa is brought to you by manscaped.com this is your public service announcement after more than 18 months of research and development the manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully crafted the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created the new trimmer was just released only moments ago. First, to confirm, the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 Manscaping trimmer is now available for purchase. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLEAV at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com.
3: Use code believe, BLEAV. Hey, Manscaped, send some of these lawnmowers to my house, buddy. I know. I know. Yeah, we just want a free sample. We want to check it out, man. Test this, take this bad boy for a test ride. Just check it out, man. I just want to check it out. Yeah, exactly. See what we can do. <laughs>
4: Again, thanks so much to uh, Vincero watches, man. How about those Vincero watches?
3: Been, been wearing mine all week. Very impressed with the quality. These watches look like they're what four or five hundred bucks, Rob. We don't need to talk about prices because I feel like a million bucks when I wear them.
4: They're a fraction of that price. Just head to dot uh, com to pick out a watch. that's perfect for you. I got a chrono S with a white face. Rob, you oh. have a, you also have a chrono S I believe.
3: I do, but I went with the, the rose gold,
4: the rose gold, baby rose. Yes.
3: gold. Mm.
4: Before we toss things off to Matt Santangelo, Rob, what do you got for us?
3: I have, oh, hold on. Give me a second. I had it written it down. Goes like this. Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. From the corner!
4: Executive director, supreme leader. Starter. Starter. The head honcho of Hoop Fest and, of course, really the godfather of modern Gonzaga basketball.
3: He is. How about
4: all these superlatives? That's
2: pretty nice. I'm glad I came. He's
3: high on the pedestal (laughs) now.
4: He's Matt Santangelo. Matt, would you say you are... Top five most important people in Spokane? No. Well, you think about how important mm-hmm. Hoop Fest is uh, to the city. I
2: no, definitely not. Top ten. Specific, like most important are like a skill set. Like, are there? I, I think we uh, could whittle it down if you gave me some criteria I had to hit that maybe only I could hit. Okay, but I don't think. Fa-
3: like he is like uh, Lewis and Clark.
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Him and
4: and Fromm are like Lewis and Clark. Okay, most important living people in the Inland Northwest, you're on the short list. Because how important is HoopFest?
2: HoopFest is very important. I'd agree with that. How
4: important is Gonzaga basketball?
2: It's uh, significantly important, yeah.
4: Did you ever go to the tournament? Uh, I have. The Elite Eight?
2: Yeah. Oh.
3: Further than I did.
4: Looks like you're checking all the boxes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Matt, of course, we got a, a lot to talk about. We're going to get into Hoop Fest, but uh, I kind of wanted to go through the course of your Hoops career that, yeah. that led you here. Uh, 1997 Freshman of the Year. Yep. WCC. Yep. Damn. What was the landscape of Gonzaga basketball when you showed up? Uh,
2: 1994 was the university's first West Coast Conference Championship. That was with Jeff Brown, Jeff Goss, really good, hard knit crew. 95 was the first NCAA tournament appearance. Uh, lost to Joe Smith in Maryland, 215 seed, the classic 215 seed where yeah, the two actually right. wins, not like it's nowadays where the 15 wins more often uh-huh. than not. Right. Um, so they were just coming off some really successful years, kind of really the start of, of winning a GU. They were always a, you know, a, a winning program, but not with like the championship caliber that the 94 team had, then the 95 team followed up. So felt like the foundation was set. And so when we talk about the history of Gonzaga basketball, I know that our my group, our generation, always references the group before us. Um, because they're really the ones we were living up to. Like when you talk about what it means to be a Zag, like those are the guys I picture in my mind. You know, of course, the younger ones and guys that have come through as well. But that's what it meant, kind of lunch pail. They lived hard. They played hard. They competed. They might lose, but you go through the late, yeah. you know the handshake yeah. line and it's big hugs because you know you just were in a dogfight for the last two hours. You know that type of mentality. So, our crew was you know that type of mentality, but maybe we didn't live as hard as they did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe we spent was, more time in the gym. So
3: was Casey and you?
2: Casey was a year younger. Year younger. Yep. Okay. So he was. I red shirt. Um, so he was two years younger than me out of high school, but playing wise, he was a gotcha. freshman when I was a sophomore. Gotcha.
4: So your sophomore year, you guys win the regular season, right?
2: Sophomore year, we win the regular season. That's Coach Munson's first year. Okay. So my redshirt year and freshman year, I had Coach Fitzgerald. Yeah. Had Coach Munson my sophomore and junior, and then my senior year was Coach Few's first year. as a so for. A, oh, you did have Coach Few first? Yeah, my first, my senior. So for a program with such stability, I had three coaches in four years. I wouldn't say I was uncoachable, but there is there is a connection there. <laughs> Been there. Yeah. Been uh, there. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of those things. You just wear is it. Is this my fault?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Is this my fault? Or did I do this?
2: Yeah. Um, and so we win, we lose in the West Coast Conference Tournament Championship because back then West Coast Conference was a one bid, one bid league for right. sure. So, so University the, of San Francisco.
4: How heartbreaking was that? You guys oh, yeah. won the regular season, and that's always been the cruel thing about these conference tournaments, is, in especially like the one big leagues that's still out there, like the Patriot League and yep. all that. There, it doesn't matter what you do for. 3 months out of the season you're pretty much just playing for that bid that one seed and it but if you and if you lose a game which you guys did you're not going to the dance.
2: Right and so that year in particular so I have two thoughts on that. The first one is that year in the preseason we won the top of the World Classic against Clemson, Tulsa, Mississippi State. We beat Clemson as their number 5 in the country. We go to East Lansing, Michigan State. We lose at the buzzer. We go to Kansas, we're up at halftime. And they rock chalk Jayhawk just in the, <laughs> the second <laughs> half. <laughs> so and athletic. They, uh, Who was on that Kansas team? Oh, gosh. that was, uh, Jason Roberson. They had a big white guard. Um, Kenny Gregory. Um, they had to have a big stiff in the middle. Chenoweth or something yeah, like something that. That's crazy. Um, I had 19 at half. Had ended up with 24 for the game. We got beat. <laughs> they, just, they just packed it on. But we had a nice preseason. So when we lost that game to USF late, we thought maybe, maybe, right. maybe we had a chance and then shut down. Um, but back then, I mean, we did all of our preseason conditioning, all our summer conditioning were for the West Coast Conference tournament. For three games and three nights, we could be 0-25 right. going into those or 25-0. Right. and 0. Like It was those three games, and that's what the whole that makes thing sense, was though. built on. That it, was
4: so weighted on the back end. It's crazy. And it's crazy to think that's the last time on Selection, sh- selection but like, Sunday Gonzaga's name wasn't called.
2: Yeah, 98. That's insane. And we had – arguably we should have been there then too. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty amazing. That is
4: incredible. So, 99, obviously the dream season, 2000.
2: 2000, we lose conference. Right. And when I did the radio, Tom Hudson would always remind me of that. You know, West Coast Conference champions, 11 out of the last 12 years, 12 out of the last 13 years. <laughs> I know. Hey, Matt, when was the year <laughs> they didn't win? and oh geez. You yeah. Today. You know, yeah, I, I, exactly. I exactly. Huddy. Um, thanks, Huddy. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, but then, uh, but we lose to Pepperdine, a really good Pepperdine team, when Lorenzo Romar was there in yeah. his first stint. Um, and we have to win the, again the West Coast Conference Tournament. And we play three games in three nights. Uh, we're only at about a six-man roster at that point because Mike Nielsen tore his Achilles, Achilles. right? First game of the tournament. And we are literally down to six men. So I play 125 minutes because the championship game goes into overtime in three nights. Uh, but Floyd steps up big. Casey has a monster tournament. I mean, everyone steps up big, and we end up beating Pepperdine to get the automatic bid into the tournament.
3: How good is Floyd? People don't realize he how talented he. Well, really I is.
2: mean, just think about where he came from to what he accomplished. Right. You know, from state B, from Sprague Harrington, being able to come to it, at that point, true mid you know mid major college basketball that ultimately became high major college basketball. Um, but even in that journey, and he fit right in. He was yeah. a beast. Yeah.
4: I think that three game stretch, the WCC tournament, your senior season, is maybe the most overlooked three game stretch in Gonzaga basketball history. Like if you think about it, not one to get wonder. hyperbolic. Right. <laughs> so you go to the Elite Eight and how often does this happen? A yeah. team that everyone mispronounces, you don't know where they're from, and then they miss, they miss the tournament <laughs> Heard that one. they missed the tournament the next year. And it's so you guys were able to make the tournament, go to the Sweet 16 again. Yeah. The second
2: weekend. The second weekend, I think, was huge, too. And I think for that one, yeah, you're right. Those three games, I think, were were big because we would have been forgotten before we were. Uh, But then we go in the second, we beat Louisville. So we send Denny Crum into retirement. And then we play St. John's. I think that that was one of the bigger games in all this, too, because the year before we go to the Elite Eight, we beat Stanford's the two seed. But it's West Coast versus West Coast. Like, no one cares. Yeah. Right. Well, at this point, now we're going up against the Mecca. We're going up against New York. St. John's was the number two seed. They just came off the Big East Tournament Championship. They were the hottest team in America. You know, and it was like night and day, literally. And we kicked their tails. And I think that was a big one. I remember going into the press conference afterwards with all the New York media, and they were just stunned silence. And me being kind of a smartass, I kind of get up there and go, I literally apologize. Like, sorry, sorry for ruining your day, but, man, we came here to win. Like, and everyone thought St. John's would just crush the little upstart uh-huh. from Eastern Washington.
4: Are you one of those guys that still gets upset when the mass media mispronounces Gonzaga?
2: Uh, I think they're doing it on purpose at this point, if they're doing it. yeah, <laughs> so. They don't know. Are you
4: a Gonzaga guy or a Gonzaga guy?
2: I'm a Gonzaga guy, but I can't say my A's. I say bag, not bag. Zaga. So yeah, Gonzaga. So I, I already I can't even pronounce I can't pronounce it either way. <laughs>
4: I'm a Gonzaga guy, like Gun, like
2: firearm yeah, oh, what about uh-huh.
3: Spokane? Spokane.
4: Spokane. It's not Spokane.
2: I used to say
3: Spokane,
4: but <laughs> I think Gonzaga is socially acceptable around here. Yeah, I would say so. As long as it's not Gonzaga.
3: Yep, Gonzaga. As long as you get nail the a, you're good. Gonzaga, Gonzaga.
4: Yeah. Uh, I did a little reading on you today, Matt. uh Oh. More so than usual. More <laughs> Santangelo <laughs> reading than usual. I'm going to tell Rob a little story about the 2000 NBA draft combine. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you know who had the highest vert at the 2000 NBA well, who draft was combine? In that dra- who was that it- draft, glad you asked. Kenyon Martin, Jamal Crawford, Mike Miller.
2: Yeah. Are you still do you still talk to Mike Miller after no, no. crushing
4: his hopes and dreams in Ningun? <laughs> uh Quentin Richardson,
2: Speedy Claxton.
4: Speedy Claxton. Did he get picked up by the Warriors? Oh, yeah, he was on the Warriors for a while.
3: Yeah. Speedy Claxton.
4: Who do you think had the highest vert of that NBA hmm, stuff? Kill me, Jack. He's sitting right across from you, buddy.
3: That's incredible.
4: Executive director of Hoopfest, <laughs> Matt Santangelo. 40. Can jump, according to the internet, 43
3: inches. Dang. Where's your vert at now?
2: Uh, Less than that. Is it a Robert
3: <laughs> Sacre vert? Uh, that could be. It, I think you're better than mine. <laughs> I can tell you that. I.
4: I'm upset that I just figured it out this morning because I would have had a vert tester deal. Right now. And I would have let it. it off. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. We got to crop before we walk. What do you think you're jumping at right now?
3: Uh, I'd probably say 28. 28.
4: Uh, who do you think ran the fastest three-quarter sprints at the 2000 draft combine?
3: Speedy Claxton? No, wrong. He has the name for it. Was
4: no. a- it was actually Shay Cotton. Wow. But Matt Santangelo was two. (laughs) Matt Santangelo was number two, tied with Speedy Claxton. 3.06. What is that quarter sprint?
2: I don't know. I don't even remember.
4: (laughs) It was 3.06 seconds. You're making him blush. And you you were tied with a dude named Speedy. Yeah. Now, when you show up to this thing, and they look at the white dude from Eastern Washington... Were some jaws on the floor when you started beating them and all these?
2: Uh, yeah. So that, that when I left, obviously I didn't get drafted. So let start there at the end of the story. Honesty <laughs> is the best policy, yeah, let's I just guess. just get that out yeah. there. We're not, we're not puffing our chest out too far here. Um, but I was rated be the best athlete in that draft class. Best athlete? Because mm-hmm. of all those things. Yeah. Um, but I remember the vert test because I always – I knew I could jump. That wasn't a surprise. But back then, all you didn't have like the – Test like we literally went up and touched the backboard. That's what I wanted you to hear. The guy measured like so you you go up and slap the backboard, but then you just stop no momentum or anything because you just be running into the backboard. And so the first time I did it, I went up and I touched ten feet seven inches, which isn't that high. Um, but still, for my Jackson, height. you do 10.7? Yeah. I was
3: going to say, um, it is pretty he high. He said yeah. that
4: He was
2: making eye contact. With, when yeah, he said 10.7. Like, uh, I'm like, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you just get out of bed? And, <laughs> the guy, uh, and the guy looked at me. He's like, you can jump higher, can't you? I was like, I think I can. He's like, okay, go for your second jump. And the second jump, which was the highest one, where I touched 11 feet 7 inches, which is actually the square, not the, the big rectangle. Yeah, the, the square little that one you at aimed the top. So I touched the square, which is armpit at the rim. So that felt like... And I remember the feeling when I did that, it felt like someone kind of, someone must have lifted me. Somewhere else I came. I knew I could jump, but someone else kinda of lifted me up and I just kinda of kept going. And touched. Eleven it. seven. And then you weren't drafted. So I was also uh one of my individual workouts I worked out for the Clippers. Okay. And it was actually me, Speedy Claxton, Eric Barkley, and Scooney Pin out of Ohio State. These names oh are, those, those basketball names. Yeah. yeah. Those are some good ones. I
3: don't think you hear those names in the NBA anymore. Scooney Pin?
2: <laughs> Scooney Pin was in. He sure. was probably the best of the bunch. But what they did is, so I beat Eric Barkley in the NCAA tournament. He played at St. John's. Um, Scooney Pin, uh, and all three of us played on Team USA, but Scooney Pin had a better tryout than I did. So basically I was just the barometer. So like Eric Barkley's draft pick moved, Speedy's draft pick, Scooney's <laughs> picked, and I just didn't even get picked. I was just the measuring stick.
4: Interesting. So yeah. then you go straight from, I mean, obviously, disappointment on draft day.
2: Yeah, I threw a big party. Oh, did you really? 300 people at my church in, in oh, North Portland no. at home. Um, just not to uh, get drafted. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's no. a hard feeling, Did man. you, like,
4: shake hands with everyone? Or oh, yeah, these-
2: for sure. Because, you know, I told them, you know, especially as you get late in the draft, there was an opportunity that um, maybe Utah Jazz were going to at least call my name late in the draft, and they, they didn't. Um, but then, as like then you're a free agent, so there's some advantages to not being drafted versus being drafted late. You get to, pick, in the second you get to pick where you want to go, of stuff. So there's a little bit of a silver lining. So that was kind of the spin I took, and I was just grateful, you know, to be there. My biggest thing is I just never thought I deserved to be in the NBA. Like I look at Richie Fromm, who's a tremendous basketball player. I look at Dick Al, a peer yep. of mine. Like they just always had that unwavering confidence. I just always really admired that. One of the guys I grew up with who's now coaching for Philadelphia, Ime Udoka, who yeah. just came off a of Pops bench in, with the Spurs and now is with – Portland United. State. Yeah, he, and it started at USF. Yeah. Um, he and I played Little League Baseball together. I mean, he lived less than a mile away. He was another one. He was a 28-year-old rookie in the NBA. And just never – the confidence never wavered, never mm. boastful, like never like big ego. Just They just knew like I was good enough, and I just never had that. Like I probably had the tools. That's crazy, and things you know. Like that, I but never like Billy- thought.
3: I never when you played. I never thought that. Yeah. When like you'd come to practice, and I never had felt you ever had that mindset because you always seemed confident when you were making your. Like, maybe I just didn't see that was in you.
2: Yeah, and I don't know if it's like it's better when it's reactionary, like when right. you're out there playing. But like I, I was the senior that got really tight. I remember my senior year, like I was really nervous because we I didn't have a. You, know, you, you, had, you, had previous, you had you pressure. You didn't have those previous generations right. to learn from either. I mean, yeah. Who was they going to call? Stockton? What, you know, what was your right. experience like? Well, was, mine's not like that. So where's that next kind of person that will call and be like, hey, what was your senior year like when you were feeling kind of down? Third you know? coach. Yeah. Third
3: coach going through, you know.
4: <laughs> and that's another thing. Now, I mean, we're in a spot as a program where we're getting guys drafted, maybe in the lottery, but we're getting guys picked up, signed by teams every single year. Well, not, How long
2: had it been since – I mean, Paul Rogers, Australian name, uh, left early, went hardship junior, because he decided to go hardship in order to get in the draft. And he was the last pick by the Lakers. Okay. Um, that so was is nice. this guy. That, right. this is by, yeah, seven nice. is irrelevant. So yeah, seven-foot Australian. Yeah, wow. Those seven-foot <laughs> <laughs> foreigners. <Yeah>, seven-foot <laughs> <laughs> foreigners. Yeah, that? Um, but there were no other ones. And, like, you talk about GU now. Like, not only do they have that success to draw on, but, like, there's not an example of a college athlete that they haven't had super success with from – True freshman to redshirt to mid career transfers to fifth year transfers to mid career red shirts, like yeah. they can point to everyone and say, Hey, come be the next Rob Sackray. Come yeah, be the next you know, come be it's the next crazy this what the So there's not is. an example they can't use when yeah. they're in living rooms recruiting these athletes too.
4: Do you think if you were ten years younger you would have had a cup of coffee at least in the league? With, uh, with
2: that infrastructure? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I still I mean, unless my brain changed. Yeah. I don't know. I Interesting. don't know if would have. I think, because I would have been nice to see what physically I could have accomplished as I entered my prime. The internet says physically you were pretty good. Right. So with, with American training and nutrition, I think that would have been yeah, kind of you fun. Were dealing,
3: did you ever have to tape your own ankles? Oh, over, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. shut up.
3: On, That's a European thing, man. Yeah. Taping your own ankles.
2: Four shoot-arounds. Bo- Bush So league. that you could go an hour and a half long practice the morning of games like it's it's oh. brutal i'm oh. glad
4: you brought up europe because i want to talk a little santangelo european career <laughs> oh my god you played in spain italy poland greece for like a second yep so we're gonna leave greece out of this oh yeah. greece i got good stories from greece Come oh do on. you yeah all right we'll put greece in Kay. greece is a cool country we're gonna play a game with matt santangelo called Rankum. um First of all, Poland, I couldn't pronounce the name, White Claw Poland,
2: is that Votes, what it was? It was, Anvil was the team, the sponsor of Suavec, Poland.
4: White Claw Poland.
2: <laughs> Correct, Suavec. Okay. Spain,
4: you were in, <laughs> Spain, where were you in Spain?
2: Sevilla, Seville. Oh, south. Yep.
4: The southern tip of the Iberian Peninsula. <laughs> Italy?
2: Uh, north of Rome in Rieti. Okay. And outside then, of Milan in Cantu, and outside of Venice in uh, Treviso.
4: In Greece, you were Athens.
2: Uh, Thessaloniki, the second Athens? largest city on the Aegean Sea in mainland okay. Greece, behind Athens.
4: How far away from Athens?
2: Uh, Here flight. to Chini? Okay, A flight.
4: So, <laughs> I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna bring up different categories, and okay. you gotta rank them. Italy, Spain, Poland, Greece. Greece, got it. One through four. Food. Uh, Italy. Italy. What's two?
2: What's two? Uh, Spain.
4: Three. Mm-hmm.
3: Spain over Greece?
4: Yeah, Fff,
2: I Greek. The, I go. I can't do. Greece. Oh,
4: I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a fair, feeling. That's I fair. Olives and olives. Fair enough. That. We'll fair go Greek. Enough. I have a feeling Poland might be last in all of these.
2: Uh, might Food? surprise you. Fans. Um, Italy. <laughs> Italy won. Uh, Greek. Yeah. Probably. I would maybe move Poland up. Poland's in the three yeah, spot because they're a little more rabid good for Poland. You know, Spain, Spain got great crowds, but, you know, a little more rabid in, in Poland.
4: Uh, teammates?
2: Um, Italy, probably. Italy, I was there. Yeah, Italy, all three teams were pretty solid. Spain, we had some knuckleheads. I was only on one team. Roster changed a little bit, but we had some knuckleheads on that one. Poland was cool. That was Ed O'Bannon. Uh, you played with Ed O'Bannon? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, He's
4: like, five years older than you?
2: 95 national championship yeah. UCLA, yeah. my high, That was my high school senior year.
4: Oh, so that must have been awesome. Yeah. So he
2: was great. It was great. Um, Gre- Greece was a little hard because I was only there for not very long. Uh,
4: your personal living accommodations.
2: Personal living. Your ins- day-to-day life. Uh, my first time in Italy, Cantu. I was over there alone. It was my first year out. I'd gone there from Greece to Italy. I had a different restaurant every day. And like some of them were huge hole in the walls. I remember one Italian joint was Angelo was the owner. Didn't speak any English. You'd walk in, no menu. He'd just tell you what he was making. Fresh pasta every day, a little oh. half craft of wine. I mean, life didn't get any better than that. Had a Chinese food restaurant. Why'd you my, let that guy go? <laughs> <different>, change teams. <laughs> uh, had a Chinese food restaurant that made a rice angel hair pasta that was delicious. And my dad got the biggest kick because he came to visit. And there were you know Chinese people that were working there, but they were speaking Italian. And he couldn't and he get as like Chinese people that speak Italian and not English. So he just could couldn't not get figure that. it It couldn't quite, Doesn't didn't seem, quite register. It didn't seem right.
5: Yeah.
4: Italy's dominating this competition. Uh, Italy's, really, like Italy's dominating yeah. Well, the them.
2: nose like this and a last name that Aha. ends in vowel. There's only so many now, you can do. Now, you
3: have your passport, right? I do. So, you, how many years did you end up playing in Italy? Just
4: three Part, years? Uh,
2: three years, two and a half in Italy of the seven I played. Okay.
4: Last category, watering holes.
2: Uh, watering After a holes. game
4: or a practice, you're Poland at white has to white claw. Poland.
2: Poland, Poland was nice. So, I also played for Drazen Petrovic's brother, Alex oh. Axel. Petrovic, um, and he would beat us to the bars afterwards. He'd be, like, post game in the locker room, and then we'd all shower and get changed up. And by the time we were, and Yeah, by the time we got to the bar, he was already posted up, reroll. Um So that was good. Um, That's the one Poland wins, huh? And Spain was fun. So Spain was a little different because, like, literally we'd be – maybe it's a road game. We'd be in Barcelona. You know, you'd finish the game. You'd get back. You'd eat as a team. You'd hit the room maybe 11, 12 o'clock. But 2, 2.30, like, people are coming through knocking on the doors going, who's going out, who's going out? And, like, that wasn't irresponsible. You weren't yeah. being like – you were just – that was what they did. Right. And so you'd go out. You'd be out all night long. You'd come back, catch the bus to the airport, and fly home. So Spain has some – with some good living, too. Speaking of watering holes, what are your thoughts on Epic here at Northern Quest? This is a wonderful spot. I mean, we have such a great partnership with the tribe, both the resort and casino and the tribe itself. Matter of fact, our warehouse is right behind you, a couple hundred yards where we store about – 550 Hoop Fest baskets. Oh, we're talking uh, Hoop Fest 550? now? Is this the yeah. segue right 550? here? So, this is, uh, we spend a lot of time, maybe not here in this specific spot, but a lot of time out here.
4: I've got a pressing question I want to ask Matt Santangelo about Hoop Fest and i never had the guts to ask him on live television when i interviewed him before but this is the see, perfect here, platform see here yeah. this is when it gets we the have perfect platform don't repeat yeah how, no it's it's pg 13 how many <laughs> how many fights a oh. year do you have to break up
2: um there are several to a dozen
4: it's hot outside it yeah. gets competitive
2: yeah you're not eating a lot yeah fights are the least of our worries like that's not because fights kind of police themselves in a way you know you're fighting the dude that hit you with a bad elbow or something some of them escalate you know but we're talking one every few years that really get escalate out of control and actually the police told us they have a range it's like what is it like 77 to 92 where they go on high alert for fights but like below 77 and above 92 it's like too cold or too hot so like oh. above ninety two, they're like Rob. I will get you, but right, it's too hot today, man. I'm gonna have to find right. you on Monday, you know. So it's like, so they, you know, ironically, tempers kind of chill when the weather's you know cold or hot on the. On oh, the, so when it's nice, because I
4: feel like walking around, you don't even have to watch a possession. Just walking through, you see a couple things. You just feel the chippiness. Yeah, you just well, feel the intensity. It's competitive. Yeah, right? yeah. are yeah. you competitive? At certain things. I was just gonna. Say. I don't see. I don't. I don't think I'd ever get in a fight.
3: I, you know, you feel that way yeah. until someone does something dirty, and that's when it's like, all right, man, like, what do we need to do here? You don't think
5: if someone
4: oh, hit, okay. hit you the right way, sure, 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 sure.
2: But I also think because everyone's competitive, the chippiness has a really high threshold Correct. before it turns to via, yeah. you know a fight. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. like like, I'm going to get back at you. Yeah, I'm going to get were, back at you. I'm going to be this. annoying, but not right. necessarily. I'm going to throw a punch. You right. Know?
4: How often do you get fights in like the over fifty?
2: Uh, over fifties aren't too much, okay. and we have several, you know, divisions of athletes that are that age. It's, it's our, it's my age, it's our age. collectively. Oh, really? Age. Yeah. Pulling a beer.
4: What is the? You've you mentioned our age. What's the? Uh, what's the penalty for age or height
2: fraud? Uh, we do disqualify. So you go down to three. Um, we're pretty lenient. Really, the only divi- because people have to cheat every single year. Yeah, but the thing is, the only divisions that we care about are is the elite division. Say the three of us just want to play adult competitive. We put in our ages and our heights, and then our system takes the average. So it's not like the three of us can say, like, hey, we're going to play open division because we got Rob on the team. No, we're just taking the composite of the team, and then we're going to group with, hey, these three kind of are the same age and same height.
4: So Rob's seven foot. I'm 5'10 on a bad day. Yeah, I'm 6'1". Okay, so we're like 6'4". Unless
2: we're testing vertical, then I'm 5'10". Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because
4: I was, That is a big complaint. That's something you see. But they about don't even know. There's
2: no. There's nowhere on our registration where I go six foot and under, thirty five and over. Uh-huh. Like there's not it. Gotcha. You just register, and then we take averages. And that's been that way since almost day one.
4: Any? Uh, what, what? What's a good amount? Bribe wise, to bribe the bracket makers, if you want to get a good draw, hundred dollars, uh,
2: two hundred dollars. to define a good draw?
4: You know a good draw. If you like know all good. the teams. Court location. It, it, well, very, all the above. Location is key. Location is key.
3: You don't want to be on a
2: slant like a hill. i say that. it.
4: You don't want to be up north. Up well, on,
3: what is that,
2: Boone? Up on, uh, near the arena. Yeah. Yeah. But the arena are also the best surfaces. So if you want it's a good flat. surface, you may have to go a little further. Or do you want to be in the heart of it where the roads are really bad? I mean, it's all. And the the great thing about Hoop Fest and being a street ball is that if anyone complains, you just go, hey man, a street ball. Like you got to figure it out. You got to play around the yeah. pothole. Like they do too. Like this isn't a place you can kind of just go. Like oh my shoes are getting dirty and like I don't like this. Like Hoof Fest. Man. What
3: it's what was ball. the biggest surprise when you got this gig?
2: How like how much we use of the entire, net, you know, city for that, for one weekend. Like how much planning goes into one weekend? And well, the, the city parts.
3: depends, the city depends on fest, well, si- vice versa.
2: I, that's what I get the gist out yeah, of. Yeah, there's there's a significant economic impact. You're right. If what what happens at Hoop Fest weekend, about a $50 million economic impact.
4: And you think so, you're
2: not one of the top five well, people <laughs> in Spokane. And so, so, but for that to happen, like there, you know, if I want to, Step over here, I gotta talk to parks. If I look that way, I gotta talk to streets. If I look right. over there, I gotta talk to police. Then it's fire. And then everyone is like its own entity that you have to solve. It's not like I go to you and say, okay, now you solve all the city stuff. Yeah. Like I gotta you talk can't to You just each go department. to Nadine. Yeah. Nadine.
3: Hey, Nadine, can you just handle everything for hook up hoop fest? Nadine's a friend of the program.
4: Yeah. yeah. Let us yeah. know if you need to put in a word. <laughs> yeah. What's the worst injury you've ever oh. had? Not you, but come on. In man. your six years. Come on, I'm curious. Oh, at
2: the festival? Yeah. Um,. Well, we keep tracks. You've seen the leaderboards. Yeah. I mean, Achilles, ACLs, um, the hot year, the burns were kind of interesting. Burns, oh, burns the- like when, if you fell on the concrete, it was so hot that year that you would literally one hundred and five year, one twelve on Sunday. So, I mean, that those are those are significant. That's um, got to be the biggest concern, huh? People, I don't just think, overheating. Yeah, I don't think. Um, I don't think it's gotten any worse than burns. any worse than Achilles and ACLs, like normal basketball injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Can we go all chain nets at HoopFest?
2: Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. The, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would mess your – it could mess your hands up, though. Yeah, but it Hoop.
4: would. I think it's just the aesthetics and the sound. Ching, yeah. ching.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Any other HoopFest Hoop
2: no questions? Go Double Rims. Well, HoopFest is for
4: sure.
3: creating Hooptown. Hooptown. So what is Hooptown?
2: Yeah, so Hooptown is uh, a new initiative we launched at HoopFest this year. And really, it started with a conversation between uh, myself and Visit Spokane, our travel and tourism, a couple years ago. They were rebranding the city. um, And now their branding's out and everywhere. But they came to us as a stakeholder in the community and said, hey, what do you think Spokane stands for? And, you know, I have a pretty narrow focus because of my tie to Gonzaga and now my tie to Hoop Fest. I'm going, like, people care about basketball a lot here. Like, this is a basketball town. So that was my feedback. I was like, I think we just got to own it. You know, and I, I come from Portland. And Portland's kind of mantra is keep Portland weird. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not trying yeah. to... They not, own it. They own it. It's like they keep Portland eccentric and sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we're weird. F it. Let's, this is what yeah. we're doing. You yeah. know? And so I was like, well, let's just own who we are. Let's not try to make a different identity. Like, we care a lot about basketball. So that was my feedback. Fast forward a couple years to this this year's event and we started thinking about um, uh, a potential investment we could make back into the city tied to park courts and development with our parks, basketball courts in, in the region. And so we were like, you know, maybe this is a time to really launch this hooptown identity. So Hooptown is kind of twofold. We want Spokane to be known as Hooptown USA. And I'm not saying we're the you know, the biggest or the most talented or the most players. I'm saying basketball connects us in a more meaningful way than it does in other communities.
3: AU's blowing up like a- crazy.
2: AAU's blowing up which is our program as well. You know, obviously high school basketball, if you look at the success of them, Gonzaga prep back to back state championships, yeah. you know. Um Shoot, uh, C V Girls national championships in two thousand eighteen. And that's just recent history. Then we're not looking at long history and then of course Gonzaga basketball. So Hooptown becomes that identity piece. Like how do what can we do to How kind do of, we own it? How, how do we, we own, own it this? and highlight it? The other thing is how do we make it more accessible for more people to get it, get to it? How do we kind of uh, create those lessons that you learn from it? Again, it's not necessarily about the playing experience, you know. What makes Gonzaga uh, the most impassioned fan base for GU is the retirement community they may have never touched a basketball yeah. but they know every kid they know sure. the stories they're they're their children like they love it what makes hoop fest go are volunteers it's not the players it's the vol- 3000 people that give of their time and talent to make that event happen so really it's about the connection and you know and you know you could argue that more so today than any other time we are starving for connection mm-hmm. so if hoop town can kind of create connection through the sport that we that i believe in you know that we believe in and we love um, that's not a bad thing and if then if we can use that to create investment back into the community and kind of give the community some civic pride of, of course, this is what we believe in, then maybe we're chipping away at something that's pretty important.
3: Can you give us any insight?
2: So we, when we launched it, MultiCare, a new health yep. system here here in town who's a great sponsor, partner of HoopFest. Fest. Um, we secrets were, yeah, that we Yeah, well, we were going to go uh, and make a, a million-dollar capital campaign. We we're gonna ask the community to try to raise a million dollars to make these several different investments. They saw the vision in, they said we'll support you 100 percent So they funded it literally the Saturday of Hoop Fest morning, we found out. So, you know, so it's a million dollars to kind of bring some of these investments alive. You know, and so that includes the park courts, riverfront park development, that includes a hoop town basketball hall of fame, that includes a regional court enhancement project. Um, and then, of course, of some city branding, so like the billboards that you might see, things like that allow us to do that. It also allows us to build new programming, like the watch party. We threw the big community-wide watch party under the pavilion December 18th for yeah. the North Carolina game. Lucked out on the weather, thank goodness. Um, But that was a huge hit. A couple thousand people came out and partied with us to watch an epic moment in Gonzaga basketball history.
3: Destroyed North Carolina. Destroyed
2: North Carolina. So, you know, what other things can we do? What can we do for State B to kind of give that another boost of energy? That's such a great event. You know, what can we do around Selection Sundays? And, you know, Gonzaga is a potential home team here in Spokane for the NCAA tournament. So it's just us looking at those different opportunities to try to kind of come alongside and give it new new life, new energy.
4: You mentioned all your ties with Gonzaga – when did you join the booth with Huddy?
2: Oh, gosh. What year is it now? 2019? nineteen?
4: Seventeen? Like 2010-ish. 2010-ish? Yeah. Until 2017? Until the,
2: yeah, the national championship. Okay. What do you miss? And then I was like... Pfft. Yeah, At Adam, I've done all I could do here. Yeah, you okay. oh, know, geez, it's your turn to do something. You know, exactly. gosh,
4: what do you miss from? Being uh,
2: of I miss being behind the curtain. A little. I miss being that close to that level of the game. Yeah. I think that part was really, really significant. You know, this is going to sound, um, uh, but I miss Huddy. Like Huddy and I became Aww. really, really good friends. That's you cute. know. So cute. That's, that's that cute. was legit. He, you now, we, now we're neighbors. Did you go bunk beds? Uh, no, we had two beds, but one was just for the luggage. Right. Um, <laughs> Big, so, spoon spoon? <laughs> Big spoon or little spoon. Big spoon or little spoon. Um, but it, I think just being that close to that kind of that level of action, I think is, is and just the game you be around practice, you learn stuff. You're watching, you're learning from great minds. You're watching these young athletes play. Um, I think that's the stuff I miss uh, more so than you know the broadcast side of it. even yeah. though that allowed me to just to being around that the close, game, being, just being around it. It was an easy—it's an easy way to be around it.
4: Now that you're not doing it anymore, because I'm gonna ask Tom this, but I, he's gonna tiptoe around it. Worst gym in the WCC to call a game.
2: Um, you, did you? Time. You were there mm-hmm. for Pacific. Yep, Pacific is is one of them. <laughs> um, I always thought they should do Pacific and uh, BYU on the same weekend, so you could do heaven and hell on the same trip.
4: Oh, <laughs> so you loved going to Provo.
2: Well, I went. I didn't say which one was heaven and which Ah-ha. one was hell. Yeah, follow me there. But yes, I loved going to Provo because that place is rocking, dude. Is talk so about loud. game production. 2000. Just pent up stuff going on there, so um, (laughs) pent up. Pent up (laughs) Uh, is the correct term for sure. So, but that place is—they, their game production is off the charts. I think um, uh, LMU was always a tough one because they just didn't. I mean, coming at halftime, kind of thing, like not a lot of action. Um, USF, they give you tickets for a hot dog and candy bar out of the concession stand. You know, so that was always kind of like, oh, getting a hot dog tonight. So, yeah. The media members got
4: uh, That's what a they, ticket yeah, to redeem?
2: At the concession stand because they didn't have a media room. God bless But somebody. Gonzaga's totally spoiled because all that stuff is I was going to say,
3: who has a media? Does San Fran? San Fran
2: can't. No, no. San Francisco doesn't. Santa Clara probably does do. Santa Clara, d- no. I don't think. Oh, really? I don't think really? we walk Anymore straight than, in. I don't think anyone does. Uh, San Diego did. St. Mary's for sure doesn't. No way. Yeah, it's interesting.
4: Yeah, I used to plan my meals around going to Gonzaga games. When I was here, they got
2: a a great spread. We're lucky. (laughs) Very, very lucky.
4: (laughs) All right, we're gonna do our Northern Quest starting five. This one is clever Gonzaga themed hoop fest names. Just ideas. Before we do that, can I get a quick starting five from you? (laughs) Oh, all time Gonzaga guards. Simply guards.
2: Simply guards. Um, point guards, or do I point shooting? Point and shooting guards. Um, I was always a Blake Step fan. A uh, huge Richie Fromm fan. Um, who else do we got? I'm very I mean, interested
4: in what he, where he
3: goes here. What do you?
4: Think? I mean, I
2: think Nigel. I, I really, I really admired Nigel's game. He was a Um, pro. He was a pro. Was he?
3: I always, when I saw him, he seemed like he carried himself as a pro when he was here. You
2: kept trying to find like a chink in the armor. That's what it felt like. Like he it just, always but it never showed up. Like it just he was always humble, like always respectful, but always felt genuine good, and authentic. Yeah, you yeah. know? And that I just I was always a Nigel fan. And he came in with some baggage. Like you didn't know that necessarily when he first showed up. I And right. so like so everyone Washington, was kinda watching yeah, with yeah, yeah, with yeah. pretty great scrutiny totally. going that like that whole year hmm, he was what sitting. is this for yeah. real? Is this for real? And then it was like, oh my gosh, this is for real. Let's do yeah. This dude's for real. Um, how many? Am I at three. Yeah, three. Um, I'll go put Quentin Hall in just for some personality because you can't just have everyone you know being so.
3: You want to talk? Yeah, Meach. Meach. Yeah,
2: Meach would be a good one. I was a, <laughs> I was on the radio for Meach. So I got some good Meach yeah. time. Um, and then those ones you got. Blake is your passer, so you're gonna distribute the ball just fine. I'm not gonna do Pangos or Bell. That those are too easy.
4: <laughs> I think I know where you're gonna go with the last one where can't give you a hint did he play in the last four
2: years I don't know Ooh. I don't know where I'm going so I was I, know. For you to give I me was there
4: no, ravio I oh, think you're rabbit ravio.
2: so that rabbit was when I first came back so yeah. I got to see rabbit rabbit senior year and I missed some of those guys too because I was over like I missed Adams career which yeah. was unfortunate I uh, miss dick out too which was you know obviously a tremendous two-year run um I don't know. I'm going to reserve the I right like how to
4: everyone takes it so seriously.
2: Well, because you, you, you know just if someone throw names listens. No, because if someone's yeah. listening, <laughs> we got <laughs> yeah. to answer. Yeah. You can walk up and down the street.
3: but uh, yeah, yeah, you got to go, like, so you don't think my game's nice? Yeah. Or what's okay. up? So, we'll so like,
2: Nielsen did, was on a uh, show yesterday, and he put me in his five, and I'm like, I'm, the la- like, the last person you know but then you got the guards that are going to put themselves in their five so you got that dynamic <laughs> yes. too yes. of like how do you s- kind of solve for some of those things
4: I can I don't even did Adam put himself in the five No I don't know if he did No huh.
2: I don't think he did I don't think he would uh, no, From exactly. what I know I, about him can't remember his five nation.
3: As crazy as he is he's not going to do that yeah. yeah Okay well we have a starting five for you
4: Okay presented by Northern Quest Thank now, you We'll put this on Twitter We're all went out right But I kind of want—I want you to anoint the winner from your perspective. Okay. Again, these are Gonzaga-themed, clever hoop fest names. Got it. You want me to start? Go ahead. Now you got to know your audience with this kind of stuff. My point guard is Quinton's Balls. Okay. Quinton's Balls, the (laughs) great Quinton Hall. Quinton's Balls is my point guard. He's also on Matt Santangelo's starting five, all-time Zag guards.
3: All right, which one do you want? You I, want you, I don't. You want my point guard? I want your point guard. I'll give you my center then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Will's foster care. Will's foster care. Will's foster care.
4: Uh, shooting guard. I'm gonna go. The Santangibles. Oh. So four teams, four guys on a team, right? And on their back, they have leadership, <laughs> drive, guts. And two thousand NBA Combine Vertical Jump Champion. That's a tangible. <laughs> the rest are sand tangibles.
3: I will go with my four man. My i I'm sorry. Here we go. Let me give you my four man. My four man is Earl's Knights. Earl's Knights uh, is a good one. It's a good one.
4: Earl's Knights is a good one.
3: Earl's Knights.
4: Uh Okay, I'm rearranging here. Yeah, I'm gonna go gonna? I'm gonna go three Mike's heart. I don't feel like that's very original. That's I'm, ashamed that
3: I'm ashamed of that one. Trash. I'm ashamed of that one. That is uh, yeah. I'm going right. to win on that one because you just yeah
2: you just mailed that one in. I,
3: you know you're what? not going to like yeah. well, Actually, my center's is pretty. I'm going to say I'm going to talk trash about Mike right now. Your your team's not going to shoot. I'll guarantee you that.
4: <laughs> You'll see what I got. You'll see what I got for you a little later.
3: I got. Your, my point guard? Beef ravioli. Beef ravioli? Is it Derek Gravio? <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, that's... <laughs> that.
4: That's. <laughs> I'm going to go... I'm going to go... I'm going to go... I'm going to go my power forward again. It's bad, isn't it? No. But well, I had... Bad. I had Jera 3 Pargo. That is trash. I'm saving saving my... See, now... This go, is I'm what makes no, me no, nervous. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. This that is wasn't my pick. pick. That was my, I
3: don't know why you're talking because no, it wasn't my because pick. This is what makes me nervous. Now, you're going to... When you put it on the polls... Which are we tied? Uh, I believe. I I, think I just beat you. I should have looked that up. Are you? Well, who knows when this is going to air? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm (laughs) going to win most of them. But what I'm saying is, you're going to change the names when you post it on Twitter. No, 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 no. No,
4: no, I don't change. (laughs) No, you make them just sound. How could I? Oh yeah, I do jazz. Yeah, the
3: jazz. You put a little capital where they don't need to be. Come on. Um, you good? I'm ready. I went on my little rant.
4: My power, f- I'm a sh*t. Thrilly and Tilly, it's my power forward. Don't stop looking at me, everybody.
3: This one's trash too. Leon beans and rice. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Leon beans and rice, of course. what are you playing in Boise?
3: Leon beans <laughs> and rice. All right,
4: my center. Shemix shooters, but you spell shooters with a P.
2: Oh. This
4: was much funnier in my head. <laughs> Shemix Shooters. P-S-H-O-O-T-E-R-S. I, Remember Quentin's balls? I feel like I was... <laughs> Quentin's balls was strong. strong.
3: <laughs> I got a
4: Blake Euro step. <laughs> What's the best one you've ever heard?
2: Legit um, one. So naming's always fun. So we actually have a... Uh, because uh, you can't have bad names. No, like, you can't have all the innuendos. There's not, you yeah, know, right. but we have a committee that comes in and it's a group of, um, you know, older people that come in and they sit with the list of names, 6,000 plus teams and Urban Dictionary. And so they don't even know what half the stuff means. Right. So they're looking at it and they're like, you know, oh my gosh. They, you know, <laughs> it a possible on the screen. So they're like, what does this mean? Really like, oh, yeah. Um, the one I thought that actually I think got through was the um, – which was an Eastern Eagles reference, but the Test Eagles.
4: The Test Eagles. Yeah. Ah,
2: Get it? The got got so Test Eagles. Got to say it fast. Test Eagles. I thought that one was <laughs> that pretty clear. That was toeing the line just that enough. That was toeing the line. And then um, my son's team, which I'm embarrassed to say, they let it through was the – they were the holy shot last year. Holy shot. That yeah, that is, sounds, that's fine. pretty yeah. good. That's fine. It's a little so tongue-in-cheek. So He's just upset clever.
5: that
3: he has to hear that from his like, you know. My and son's our, doing that.
2: Well, and our, our kind of our um, our take is that if it, if it if it's a name, can it be announced at center court? Like that that's kind of the thing. Like uh-huh. if, it, if if it can pass, like center us being court. comfortable saying it on a podcast, then probably it could pass. You know.
4: Now so. I know uh, you work closely with another hotel in Spokane. Yep. But I imagine this place sells out pretty good. Come Festival. I think this place
2: is always sold out. I can I ask, I can I ask you a personal, personal out, question? Yes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> You ever been in one of these showers?
2: Yep.
3: He's obsessed.
4: I can't get over the showers, man. Is that part of the podcast?
3: No, but
2: he <laughs> is obsessed. I don't think they're the-
4: unhappy that we're talking about their yeah. showers.
2: No, I'm saying, do we get access? <laughs> do we? Do we get to? Okay,
4: <laughs> next time we're here, if you have 30 minutes, we'll do an episode in the showers.
2: Um, I have done had um, their spa before.
4: That's see. We got a good. We got a little. The Spa solid. The
2: summer concert series. I don't Bro, know. Yeah, Ice Cube's coming this summer. Excited yeah. oh, about that. We're excited.
4: Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. There's a There's a grotto suite. He's trying to do. In my room, may or may not be down the hallway from the grotto
3: suite. <laughs> He's trying to do a little episode in the grotto suite. I don't know <laughs> why. I'm trying to figure that question <laughs> out, but.
4: Matt Santangelo, thank you so much for your yeah, time. Yeah, thank now, you. When, for you me walk, on. when you walked in, I noticed you. Uh, you had your eyes. Look, yeah, he didn't look at us. Didn't look at us. No. You were looking at these Vincero watches. You know, who, you know who was behind Vincero watches? No. A group of Zagalums. Oh, really? My age, yeah. Yeah. They all live down in San Diego now. They've partnered up with us. You get to choose. What? Gonzaga Basketball Godfather. Is hmm. that a nick? Is that a nickname you have?
2: The Godfather. The Godfather. Uh, no, but I think we got to push it out. I like It is like you do have that nickname. I'm yeah, I I the know. Godfather. That's a thing. I don't think we're, be modest. With let's us. push it out. The Godfather. Well, it is a thing the as of today. The Dogfather. Yeah. As of today. The
3: Dogfather.
4: So these, where'd you live in um, when you were at school?
2: Dismet my freshman year. Freshman year uh, on campus apartment my second year that's no longer there and then on sharp, sharp seven two three sharp which is now uh, University House.
4: I was at the Smet Guy. These guys are uh, CM guys. Yep. My wife was there. Dirty I got CMers. Ties. I
2: got ties to CM as well. Yes,
4: CM ties. Yeah. And then they lived at 428 Mission. So we just referred to them as the 428 guys. Yeah. They're now in San Diego. Uh, you could go to, if you, in case you want to buy a second one, Matt. Do you want me to tell you how to do it? Yeah. Perfect, I will. Vincereowatches.com <laughs> backslash dial. V-I-N-C-E-R-O com forward slash dial. There's a promo code. There's a promo code. You use the code DIAL. D-I-A-L for 15% off. Boom. Guess what? It's free 99 for you today, brother. Wow. Which one are you going
2: to go with? Which one should I go with? I don't know. You I wish t-
4: I knew what do the you names. Have? You got- this is the Chrono S. I uh-huh. have
3: the gold. F- or
2: the, the yeah, gold he's f- also got a Chrono S. The rose gold, they said.
4: I think, I think I know what the most expensive one is, and I'll tell you if you grab it.
2: Really? You have to yeah. guess?
4: Can I let you in on a little secret?
2: Yeah, tell me all about it.
4: Half, uh, three of those have an en- engraving inside with a little axe.
2: Well, I should probably get one of those. Well,
4: I'm not going to tell you which ones. Really?
2: Oh. Yeah, about that. Well, I like these two, so if I had modest to choose man. one of those, what He's would it be? He's a modest man.
4: I think I, mm, if I had to choose? Yep. Here. But I only have a 42-inch vert. (laughs) So I may not be the right guy to choose for you.
2: I like it. I'm going with it.
4: Boom. Matt Santangelo, thank Thank you so much. Thanks, Matt. How do people register for HoopFest right now? Um,
2: March 9th. Opens up March 9th. SpokaneHoopFest.net. Although volunteer registration opens up Feb 1. That's also the big big push here over the HoopFest season. And now we're just trying to figure out how do we – honor Kobe in the right way tied to the hoop fest season not so much for what he did as an athlete but what he did as an ambassador for the game so
3: Hmm. that's a good that's a good idea it has to be something I don't know it has to be something with that mamba mentality Yep, that's what it has to be for sure I, I that's a It'd be it's it'd be weird not to have some kind of Mamba mentality type identity for that. I
2: yeah, I think, and it fits. Right, you know, it fits what he was as a father and a coach, and what his daughter was doing. And um, I think it's our responsibility to bring that to life somehow in a respectful way. Not to know, but uh, to honor him because I even challenged my team when I was coaching the sixth graders last night. I'm like, the best way to honor him is to work harder, like work a little harder That's today. That's what you I'm know, saying. Like, and yeah. if you're a parent, hug your kids a little tighter today, like. That's the best way to honor his legacy, you know. And Hoop Fest is a great example because it's not just about the superlative athlete; it's about everyone. You for, know, sure. It's so for sure, so accessible. So, there's something there that that we're really trying to pencil out to figure out what the right way to do it would be.
4: Suggestion, one thing, because obviously there's a purple
2: lot and gold shirts. <laughs> Done.
4: Center court, center court. For anyone who's ever been to Hoop Fest, is a big deal. There's always action there. Maybe this year it's Kobe court.
2: Yeah. Or Kobe's court. Yeah. Uh, we've had that one. That's a good one. Um, this one doesn't say gold eggs on it.
4: I knew that one didn't say. I didn't oh, want to tell you. But you honestly, set him up. Listen, that, listen. Hey, listen. It's
3: I'm with nice dealing watch. with a con man
4: it's over here. It's a nice here. watch.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm waiting for the yeah. The jacket <laughs> is, uh, what He's else you selling here? We turn the mics off. You're gonna have to give yeah. that watch back.
4: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Don't touch it. Yeah,
2: get your hands
3: off it.
4: Get the prints off. Matt, thanks so much. Yeah, for Yeah, thanks, for Matt. Me on. I Appreciate
2: it. From the corner.
4: Lissa's Letters, Northern Quest, still an epic. It's going to be weird when I slice and dice this up, and it's going to be in
3: All over the place. some
4: episode. But here we are. Lissa's still here.
3: Mm-hmm. A soldier.
4: Still. Have you seen the showers here, Lissa?
1: I've heard At so, Northern so many good things about the showers you don't even know.
4: My shower has – this. now it sounds like I'm hitting on Lissa. No, it my really shower, does. My does. shower has seven heads, <laughs> three on the side. No five heads. Three on the side, one up top, and one move around a bowl deal. I guy.
1: actually don't need to know anything about your shower. Okay,
3: there you go. There you go.
4: There's a grotto spa here at Northern Quest. You love and this my grotto. room is down the hall from it.
1: So. Why are you telling me where your room is? I
4: didn't tell you what floor. I didn't give you a number, Lissa. What Lisa's is letter- going on? Our good friend Lissa trip here for some listless letters. Lay it on me. Us. It's
1: got weird. Okay. <clears throat> um. Let's see. We'll start with an easy one.
3: Okay. Yeah, it's okay. warm up. Let's yeah, warm up.
1: Little, okay.
3: We got to get back in the groove. Yeah.
1: If humans lost the ability to see all color except one, which color do you want to survive?
4: I can only see one color: red
1: all humans like you only there's only oh, one color everyone. like only one color is surviving which one do you want it to be
4: Isn't there's isn't yellow like a happy color I believe so Red's I mean, is red it Red <laughs> red is
3: a passionate color
4: Red's a pa- yes
1: You guys are going off of like what the rose people tell you there's like what you're buying actually, roses.
3: No 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 What's I more looked more? up my favorite color My favorite color is red What and There's characteristics of people who like certain colors. Yeah,
4: I like blue. What does that mean about me? You're like calm, cool, very check check. Yeah, no,
3: it's
1: super (laughs) sad and depressed. Yeah, I guess that's (laughs) true.
3: Yeah, there's different colors, and it all depends on your your color, how your personality is. I think purple
4: is like really disarming, isn't it? Or purple or pink. Something I think purple. I want to say it's purple.
3: So you're going red. You're a passionate man. Very very passionate. I'll go blue.
1: Okay.
3: Oh, Zag colors right there.
4: Look at that.
3: That's weird. It's like,
5: it's like, like planned. we planned this. Oh. 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 Whoa.
1: <laughs> that was sad. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is easy too. Okay. If money wasn't a concern where you would live, what would you do and what would your lifestyle look like?
4: Oh, what would I do for a living? Yeah. Oh.
1: Like where I would have, you Okay, so no work. here's the thing. If money wasn't a concern, yeah. where would you live? What would you do, and what would your lifestyle look like?
3: I'd be a minister to society if I had money. <laughs> what would I, I do?
1: Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean work, I don't think. Like what I
3: would, live in
4: San Francisco and co host a podcast.
1: You are boring as hell. Um
4: Mediterranean? You know what? French Riviera is my kind of spot. Have you niece? ever been out that way? I've been to Nice. Okay. Very nice.
3: Uh, I'm very nice. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I really want to go anywhere. Yeah. I'm and happy th- This is with coming
4: the- from a guy who's been a lot of places.
3: Yeah, I'm cool with where I live. You so. would move
4: back to Tokyo?
3: Yeah, I'm good on that. I, I I love Tokyo. I just, that hustle and bustle I don't need in my life. What about a huge
4: chateau in New Orleans?
3: Nah, because I don't I don't want that humidity.
4: It's very sticky down there. Yeah,
3: and bugs. A lot and of bugs. No, no, thank you. I I did think about this. That's a good question, but I would probably just stay here. Now, hmm, what would I do with all that money and stuff? That'd be another issue, right? I'd be buying like stuff to blow things up and
4: lifestyle look like I don't know.
3: Lifestyle would be a little wild.
4: I okay, I, I could be a teacher. Junior high, because I think junior high kids are super funny.
1: So you'd still work?
4: Well, you, you, gotta have, to. you have to have a job, No, right? it does
1: not say that. It just What says, would you like, do
4: and what would your lifestyle be? I think what would you do is your job,
1: right? No, I take that as, like, do? what would you do, like, during, like, just to do. Like, what would you
4: do if your son was at home? Crying all alone? <laughs> on the bedroom floor? I swear. Anyways. I would be a teacher. Oh my I would be God. a teacher and I'd live in Nice. That's a pretty good one.
1: So, like...
3: Hippie. No he wonder you're from San Fran. hippie. Second
1: language. What? Are you,
4: you're just. You're in Spokane. You're living the perfect life.
3: Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm just. You I just have, have more money to I have, do a it you have a jet. I have a jet I can go places, and this would be home base. I got my little little paradise out okay. here. That That's how I'm rolling. What, huh. what about you, Lissa?
1: Wait, Well, I kind of. I would. She be lives this lifestyle no, already. Be this, but like way bigger, and for everybody I know. Like I would that have. That means us. I don't like you that much yet. <laughs> um,
4: yet. Did you know my room has a shower with five heads?
1: <gasps> Stop trying to get me in your shower. But the
3: predator over here.
1: No, I would legit, I would have a place on the beach in Hawaii that would be like my base. And then I would have a private plane and I would travel everywhere all the time that's fair. that's what friends. i that,
3: you know yeah you need a home like, base yeah and then you can you want to be a teacher and make an impact which i guess is kind of cute
1: that's great i've yeah like, cool done that i don't care kids anymore. are cool junior
4: high kids can be super mean though
1: yeah so that's concerning cruel. that's a
4: super mean age yeah but they can be so funny like well like legit mean- funny like yeah, make me they laugh they don't mean to be like that's i'm not, not laughing no 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 no, no. Oh. I think junior high kids can actually be funny where, like, yeah. they, they, they crack a joke that actually makes me laugh. No, I'm not laughing at them, you know? Okay,
3: okay. okay. I got you.
1: Yeah. No, I'm just going to travel. Okay. With everybody I know and throw huge, huge parties.
3: Not a bad... I'm in. R- r- <laughs> okay.
1: Great. Perfect. So we all know. She, no-
3: she knocked that one off the chat. Get Jackie to party.
1: Um... And Gonzaga like basketball. I want to be on the plane, actually, just once in my life. I want to be on I the think, team plane. I think
3: that can happen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can make that I happen. No,
1: I don't think I... No. Well, There's like two you're already people a booster. ever that can be on the plane, is what I've heard. And my last name is not McCarthy. Oh, so, well,
3: no, he doesn't fly with them all the time. He I know, doesn't Yeah. So, but I'm just saying, like... Okay, that's fair. We, we, we'll get fine. that done.
1: It's fine. Uh, let's see...
3: You should hear her idea of going to the final four. What's your plan <gasps> to go to the final four?
1: Oh, this is brilliant and I don't understand. I love my husband. He's amazing. I tend to think I don't know, big. He holds me down where <laughs> this kind of stuff is concerned. Like
4: what? I didn't say anything. <laughs> no what? Okay. Nothing. Continue. Okay. I've said too much about my shower. Okay. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> no, he made the mistake or the brilliance of saying we were talking about Atlanta, and we always like for the Final Four, and we always buy like refundable tickets wherever Final Four is, so we have it in place. I
4: did. I've done that the last couple of years. Southwest, and you just use the credit. So go.
1: He saw he like out of the blue one day he goes you know when we were flying the other day somewhere he goes i saw that you can actually just charter a full delta plane or i think it was delta for you know like twenty five thousand dollars or something like that And if you
4: fill the plane up
1: and so that's not a bad that, idea see there's where my head went so that's i said not a bad well, perfect. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like Jack. why don't Wait.
1: we just do that and he goes that's not what i was like aiming for and i go i don't know why like that's what's the cancellation know. policy there like if because you'd have to cancel it like
4: five days ahead if we lose in the elite eight you know what I mean? That's yeah, a pretty I, quick turnaround. I
1: don't know. We didn't get that far into okay. it cuz okay. He, okay.
4: Okay. Well, he just shut looked at me. It's not about I mean, I got 5 on it.
1: Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like not that. I just <laughs> I would just I was saying like let's just charter the plane and then just book it out to all like forever. To
3: Atlanta?
4: I would have yeah. to fly up to Spokane yeah. and then to Atlanta and I would do it in a second.
3: Yeah. Cuz it would yeah. be way easier than
1: trying and to And yeah. it would be awesome. And,
3: yeah. and the flight would be awesome. You're yeah. right. Yeah, a plane yeah. full <laughs> of Gonzaga
1: the people. People want that want to wanna car, have a good
3: yeah. time. I have to go to
1: bed right when I got there. Oh, you'd
3: you be exhausted. Yeah. That's like a flight and a half.
1: Exhausted? Nothing. We know his tolerance is like zero.
4: Okay.
3: Barefoot on the table. Just saying. Just
1: saying. Okay, so that was a total like off subject. But anyway, see my. I think my ideas are brilliant. Like, my husband is. Not so much thinking. It's all right. It's okay. That's how we work. Thinking outside
3: the box. That's how we got here. That's how (laughs) we got here.
1: Uh, Let's see. The land of showers. (laughs) (laughs) If you could go back and hands down win any argument you've ever had with anyone, what argument would you choose to win?
4: It's got to be like, I mean, is it a girl? Oh uh, Well,
1: he's married. It's got to be, uh, I feel like.
4: Hands down, any argument? Any argument.
1: Think,
4: well, you know, this happens to me all the time. You know when you're in the heat of things? Yelling at someone, this and that, blah, 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 and seven minutes later you think of the perfect thing to say that would have just shut it all down?
1: That's a good comeback, though. You do it all the time. That is like, not I, honestly, necessarily a winning...
3: I think you have to go through these arguments to kind of establish not... Not say you win an argument, but you kind of have to have arguments in general with any relationship. Jack and I will have some arguments, sure, too. and uh, you kind of need those to have a healthy kind of relationship. Not every day, but so you're down. Da- but if
4: yeah, but I you got to
3: lose some some arguments. You got to lose so you can learn from it, right? I
4: honestly can't pick out big time losses in my career.
3: Because that well, might be you,
4: boasting a little bit.
3: I was gonna say that you never lost an argument. What's one you?
4: What's? Oh, I mean, I just give up.
3: Yeah, you pick your battles. You give up, women, right? Women are—they just can hold on to something so long. You I'm can't guessing p- Lissa doesn't lose a lot of arguments. Uh, I don't think she does.
1: Uh, not no. what you're talking about.
4: Yeah. She's tabled the plane thing yeah. for now. That's not yeah. a loss. The plane yeah. thing is tabled. Gotcha. Sorry, that's an incomplete answer. No, that's fine. Because I,
1: I would no, I actually find it hard to like think about any
4: one particular like, argument that, you're,
1: that I would think about that long ago, where it was like it would bug me. Yeah, I can't think of one that like changed.
4: Who came up with these? Gee. <laughs> 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 Next one.
1: Some idiot. I don't know. This is from the <sighs> internet. Uh-huh. Uh Uh. Oh, if you were reincarnated as an animal based on your personality, what animal do you think you would come back as? This
4: is a good one. See so now we're cooking. I'm
3: a stallion. A
1: stallion? <laughs>
3: a stallion? A stallion. Um,
4: I think I'm a monkey of some sort. Oh,
3: beyond. You think I'm a monkey? Uh,
4: not like maybe not an like ape. I was just going to say not a gorilla. Not a gorilla, but orangutan. Or those orangutan. Are kinda, maybe. I was even gonna go like smaller, small tree dwelling monkey. Oh,
3: like you what know the, mischievous. Yeah, like uh, I know which one. What the one with the white face? Cibuchin? I don't. What the capuchin? Cap, no, Cibuchin the monkey? oh, the tiny little one. Yeah, like uh, um, rocks Ace from Ventura. From yes.
4: yes, yes, that's, that's what me. you're trying to. I Marcel. Can see. Yeah, Marcel. Marcel and friends. And then I'm yeah. spraying you with a Set bottle to get you off my now. shoulder. You said Marcel? No, she said
2: Capuchin.
3: Capuchin. Oh,
4: that's the type of monkey. Yeah. Listen, this is a
2: <laughs> this is a lowbrow podcast. This is that,
4: the common no, denominator for the common man. You're getting higher and higher
3: <laughs> up. You can You got to bring your art, your stuff. <laughs>
1: this is why you brought me in to raise the bar. Yeah. We what raise animal the are you? Hmm. <laughs> uh. I Can know. I guess? Yeah. And <laughs> I swear to God, if you oh, go with say, that I, one, I.
4: <laughs> lioness. Mm. They do all the work. Yeah, that's you know not that? me. They hunt? That's so not Dude. me. <laughs> Dude lions with their manes, they look all. Yeah. Badass and stuff. They don't do anything, they no. got figure it figured out. They don't fight. No. All they do is knock out the lady. Lady hunts, nurses, holds down the, the fort. It's actually, I guess, not
3: unlike humans. Yeah, well, you're spot on on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to touch that yeah,
1: one. Yeah, that's not it. From the corner! And it's over! Gonzaga, the
5: slipper still fits!
0: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.